myself so that means we're ready to do a show and it's gonna sound a little bad yeah yeah Just the way we like it <laughs> we like it <laughs> hello everybody all right it might not be good morning for everyone by the time you hear this it's probably like midnight but you know it's good morning for us yeah we could almost call That's it good all. morning football <laughs> uh uh, how are how how's everyone doing today? I'm 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 in a I'm in the outer banks. I'm I I've already been to the Grave Diggers Diner, so you guys can all oh, rest right. assured. That's right. We went we went on the way in this time. <laughs> uh, there was there happened to be a monster truck rally, uh, like a like a an a uh, an am I guess an amateur or like a class. C or D. I don't know how that works with monster trucks. We passed on the way. Uh, we did not go to the monster truck uh, rally, though. I will we'll say that for another time. But uh, but it it's the Outer Banks is such a funny place because it is a total beach. Uh, like it's a beach place, right? Like it's it's beachy. You know, it's just big houses and it's like a vacation destination. And yet there's it's totally redneck. And when we went to the Gravedigger Diner, we actually went to the diner this time, and it was a slice of life. I felt like I was back in Montana. It was crazy. The, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure Roscoe knows how to keep up with this kind of, this brand of child. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have these little monster trucks that kids can drive. And, and we went and watched a couple kids on it. And I was like, there's no way I'm putting this two year old on one of those. Like it was run by a 13 year old basically. And they just like put you on these motorized trucks and they just crash into each other. Like the, and the parents are like, woohoo. Yeah. And I was like, nope, my soft boy, he's too soft. (laughs) I can't put him, I can't feed him to the sharks just yet. He's too soft. (laughs) Think a swim. This kid reads books on merry-go-rounds. Like it's not, it's, he's oh. not cut out for the shaved head kids yet. You know, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. I hear you, man. I yeah, 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 yeah. I I didn't even want to go to a, a fucking like the state fair and fucking up near London area like a month ago because I was like, this isn't. It's just, it's not my thing. And everybody's like, oh, let's go. We'll take the kids. It'll be fun. And there's like a, there's like a tractor pull or something. Yeah. Yeah. Tractor pulls. I grew up having to go to those things. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's not fun. I don't, I fucking hate fairs. I can't stand anything about them. The rides, the people, the food. Like, no, I don't like, no. I know. I'm with you. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't, I don't, it, it's, I feel like it's, it's, we're in the same genre, you know, of like. The whole thing, except, and especially when we ran in, we, we like talked to a few locals about it too. And they're like, oh, you go into the, it's like the Vermont's oldest fair in Whitehall or whatever the fuck it's called. And I was like, Whitehall, eh. indeed. yeah, I was like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> Very. And, uh, couldn't have nailed the head on that one anymore. Uh, and I was like, ah, I don't know, whatever. And, and like the one lady was like, she runs a, she runs a, a store. And, and she was like, uh, she's like, yeah, like we've been going for years. She's like, but it, it, it has gotten real methy lately. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. That's why I'm not. Yeah. She's like the people that work there, the people that go there, she's like the majority of them. She's like, there, there's some meth involved somewhere along in the previous or current or something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to stay away I, from that. That's a hundred percent true. I, I, I mean, my county fair growing up was like meth before meth had a name, mm-hmm. you know, like it, you could tell it's just the weird people. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, it was just, you know, they were doing it. It was called speed then or whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a, it's a different, <laughs> it's, I, and, and like, I'm just very protective of like, like I'm used to it. Like I've grew up around this sure. environment. Uh, I don't think my wife has really that much. And so it's always a little, she's pretty chill about it. And then you just get really protective, especially around like a little kid. Like, and it's terrible. Like he should know all walks of life. Sure. But this is just one that like resonates a little too much with me. So like I have like 
a weird plus he's like he could start dealing with it when he's a little older too he doesn't even need to be inundated like when he's like two and a half yeah yeah so this place i mean the gravedigger's diner is like it's random you know like they also like the guy the gravedigger guy also collects peacocks okay and so there's peacocks around there's chickens just running around this is kind of wild and uh and my kid's like oh peak he's never seen a peacock and he's just obsessed like we take him to see monster trucks this year and he like because he loves them and all he wants to do is look at peacocks and he's like wait the blue one's coming out of the house and these two kids roll up and I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know. I, like, and of course they just immediately start like chasing chickens around. And I'm just like, oh, be nice to my kid. Please be nice to him. Don't, you know, like just let him enjoy the peacocks. He just wants to see the pretty birds. It was just like so stressful. So I was, I, as much as I was excited last year to go to Gravedigger's Diner, this year I was like, eh, it was a little... It, it's it, clearly it's, it's a, a little it's a been there done that kind of a thing right like you don't need to keep going no i, I no. <laughs> no you know so, yeah we got the pictures uh, but when it's done and, <laughs> and, and, I, and I it's all over so whatever <laughs> and that and that's and i love and i and i kind of love that about the outer banks like i went to get coffee at like the cute coffee shop and this guy came in probably in his like early 60s acdc hat uh, jean shorts, cutoff jean shorts Love though, it. like Love the it. long still. Like yeah. he's like, I, yeah. not like short shorts. No. Like they were, he cut them at the gross appropriate mid. They were uh, his jeans mid, originally, and he's like, yeah, right, let's and make he just cut them to a mid knee. Yeah, uh, and I was like, and and of course he gets into a car that has a Pennsylvania license plate, and I'm like, yep, that's a Yinzer, like with like <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> this is Pittsburgh's Hamptons, like. <laughs> <laughs> And I kind of like that. Like, it makes things low-key. It doesn't feel like the Hamptons. Like, you don't feel out of place going it. Like, you know, you can go to a nice dinner, but you can still wear, like, shorts and a button-down, and you're, like, probably, like, overdressed. You know, like, it. so there, there's that element of it that I actually like. But, it, but oof, there, the, there's a, there's a, there's a, a other side of the pendulum that is swings a, into the trailer parks. Yeah. And it's a it's a different style of parenting, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I heard someone say this kid was like climbing on a fence, and I heard the mom say, uh, "If you don't get off of there, I'm I'm gonna spank your butt." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say that <laughs> as a parent." <laughs> and it was a fa- it was an effective threat. <laughs> but if I if somebody said that like at a playground in in new york or new jersey you'd oh be like god nine one one yeah child services would be <laughs> on that fucking scene in less than five minutes yeah so anyway we're out here we're beaching it up uh it's it's i'm not gonna complain it's great it's a great time <laughs> but I'm, I'm a little less high on grave diggers diners i was than i was this time last year yeah yeah it, the novelty wears off it does. Yeah. It does. Monster trucks are a, is are exactly that word. The monster trucks are a novelty. Mm-hmm. Like that is the that is the definition of a novelty. Like I don't know if there's a better word. I you know like I they've it, at one point in the eighties, maybe even the nineties, it was a cultural phenomenon, and it was probably as close to mainstream as you could get. Right? Like it's it was super popular. Well, it's been you, I now. Don't it's really a, now I feel like it's a niche thing now though. Again, it's, right? It's it's actually not. It's crazy. It is. They've they've consolidated. It's almost like the WWE. You uh-huh. know how it used to be regional, mm-hmm. and there was like a couple big names, like like Bigfoot and Gravedigger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now they've they've got like a basically like a deal. Like they have like their own. Like it's like a like a like almost like characters. All the trucks have like little cars you can buy. Like it's it's all a Monster Jam. It's what it's called, and it tours in arenas so it's less like small like fairs and stuff it's arenas they just constantly do arena tours and they have it like honed down and they have, and people pick their favorite cars yeah. and it feels very wwe like they're at barclay center in two weeks right that's and, I, and, yeah. and the cars are like super light now so like they can do backflips and things like it's less like smashing cars it's more like aerobatics right and it's more so it feels a little, it's, it's a different, it's been really 
buttoned up and now it's just a constant tour that's always on the road it's yeah. not it's 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 lost it's like punch that's what know? i mean it, it it's become more it's it's sort of like when the, it's like when the when they go on these uh, like the 90s like r&b groups and yeah, like 10 of yeah, them, yeah they come and they come to the barclays or they come to wherever right and they it's just this nostalgic thing it's not it's, it's not mainstream it's, anymore it's a, it's a niche yeah yeah. It's, these are the nice. There was a there is a New Yorker article called uh, that came out a couple of weeks ago, and the title was uh, "America's Fascination with Flying Trucks," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's worth worthwhile read if you want to understand why this like no one else in the whole world has cars with giant tires that goes from town to town. Like it's just a no. it's a it's it's purely an American yeah. like phenomenon. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Not unlike, uh, not unlike the NFL, <laughs> no matter how hard we try to make London a thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm out here doing it. Um, I have been, I forgot to mention this on the last pod, but as you know, I'm a, I'm a, a part-time rugby fan and the rugby world cup is right now. And I meant to, to, I meant to, like drop France is my favorite. They're the home. They're the host city. I've been watching France and Six Nations. They're they're just a force to be reckoned with. And they opened the Rugby World Cup last week um, with New Zealand, the All Blacks, which are like the most winning team in sports history. And they beat them. They surprised them. And and it's been and then Ireland scored eighty two points, which is a crazy amount of points for a rugby match against Romania. Like. The world, Rugby World Cup is really fun right now. So if you have Peacock and you're looking for something to watch at like three in the afternoon, it's on. And it's, fa- it's just, <laughs> it's great, great football. Um, so I'm pretty excited because I've got, right now I've got football season, I've got Rugby World Cup happening at random times, and then the WNBA playoffs start tonight. So mm. it's a, it is, it went from, it's it's what do they call that feast or famine and and now it's feast time yeah that's for sure uh what a time you know it, we've we had to struggle all summer to get here and we get we got here fine yeah we're here yeah. we're here yeah. um so thoughts on wnba as we as we go into the the first round of the playoffs i, I will say i don't know if you i don't know if you uh saw the news uh but brianna stewart has been named the ap player of the year yeah, she's the player of the year by one vote, right? By one vote. It was really close, which is awesome. Uh, I'm a little surprised Alyssa Thomas didn't get a lot more sort of votes, I think. Or, and I'm not sure how many she actually got. Um, she was third in the voting, so I don't know, but I don't know if she got any like, first place votes or not. I don't either. Uh, which was interesting, I thought, because the, she literally almost averaged a triple-double for the season. Yeah, I think without those other two players who I think... Um, so I think, like, typically are the, like, didn't Asia just beat Stewie last year? Yeah. Was it, were those a one and two last year? I believe so, yep. So, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a tricky thing when you're, like, the odd man out and you're still amazing. Yeah, right. And then I think Asia won the won the defensive player of the year as well. She was the year. defensive player of the year. I think it's kind of cool that when you look at, like, all, because it was awards for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, Brittany Griner was always going to win comeback player of the year. But she co-won it. Um, which is cool. With, For comeback of the year, which I think is kind of a cool thing, that um, they were like, you know what? There's more than one deserving player here. Let's give them, let's give them props. Like, yeah, I, I could see it, not doing it for the, the MVP because I, that's, maybe it's a little more sacred of a, of a thing. Uh, and maybe it cheapens it a little bit if you give co, co-MVPs, which I, although I don't, I don't see that. But, um, but at least for, you know, something for like comeback player of the year, that, like, that's, that's sort of a, you know... I like it, and 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 it was a, a Brittany Griner who was in a, a Russian prison for eleven or right. ten months, and right. then Collier who missed last season giving birth to a child. Like these are things that don't happen in the NBA. Right, <laughs> right. The comeback player of the year of the NBA was like a guy that like you know played bad the last season. <laughs> right. He wasn't in prison and he didn't have a baby. <laughs> he doesn't get paternity leave. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> and then I I just kind of like like rookie of the year was the number one pick. Yep. Um. Satu Sabali was the play, most improved player of the year. Mm-hmm. My favorite player in the in the. So I'm excited for her. All rookie team were all on teams that were like kind of bad, like Minnesota, Atlanta, Seattle. That mm-hmm. feels good. Like there's all these like 
you know, the, and then the all NBA teams, like I, I'm uh, Chelsea Gray, I could give or take, but Jewel Lloyd, well deserving, and probably could have been in the MVP voting, and and probably will as if they won more games. Game. Yeah, I mean the yeah. fact that she, she also, I wanted, to, I wanted to make sure we say this too, is that she set the single season scoring record. Yeah, for exactly. Most, for most Even points. though Stewart was the first one to break it, uh, Jewel Lloyd ended up with the crown. Right, at the end of the season. And that was an old, that was like 2006, right? Was when it, the record was originally set. So it's an old scoring record for the WNBA. Oh, is that what it was? I, yeah, I actually didn't... Uh, it was Tarasi, I think. Good, get rid of Tarasi. <laughs> I know, I'm still a Tarasi believer. <laughs> listen, Should, listen, she's, she's great. A, she's one of the goats, but like, just... I, Go away now. I'm sorry. She's, a, I, I'm she's, sorry. she's Iversoning. She's definitely like, she's maybe overstayed her welcome. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then like great, I, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm excited. Like all of the teams that are in the playoffs are good. I'm super nervous about uh, the Liberty playing the Mystics. The Mystics have just been coming on. The Mystics are just like, they're just shitty. They're just shitty. They're gonna. They're gonna. And of course, they're playing the the team with the the person that I was talking to at the beginning of the season who said that the Liberty weren't going to be any good and to watch out for the Mystics. And now she's going to prove me right. I'm just really <laughs> nervous about that. And that number one seed, man, getting Chicago versus getting Washington. It's like it, it matters. I think. Uh. uh I almost wish that the Liberty would have got the third seed and got Minnesota. Like, I'm really nervous about Washington. I'm really nervous about Washington. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to a degree. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams just sort of, right. It's, th- it's three games, right? It's, it's yeah. uh, in this opening round, at least it's, it's, I mean, the Chicago, I mean, kind of played, you know, the ACEs tough a little bit. Mm. Um, I, I, that one's, you know, I don't really see that one at all. I do. I think the, 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 unfortunately the, probably the, the, the most likely upset potential I think is mystics against Liberty. Yeah, I agree. Dallas will walk all over Atlanta. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they should. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I, I, I did see the one little note though. We're talking about sort of the matchup between for the season between the Liberty and the mystics is that, yeah, the mystics won that last one here that towards the end of the year. And they won like the, the one like at the very beginning of the season, which you know I, you can't count at this point. Uh, and the two in the middle, Liberty, I think they won, and I think they pretty much dominated those. Yeah, right. I so mean, Myst- Mystics have beat good teams, but they also, you know, they t- the team, the games I've watched them, they seem to self destruct, and that to me is like you can hold, you can rein that in, you know. Yeah, I, it's also like the Mystics just lost, I think, Christy Tolliver for the season. Um, and I think Adela Don's back. Adela Don's back, but she still has injury problems. I think actually, what's her name too is, uh, if I read that right, um, Shakira Austin, their center. I think she might be struggling with a little injuries here. So they're, they're giving me some stuff here that like the mystics aren't coming into this, like rolling, you know, coming off 10 and Oh, having just beat the Liberty as well. Kind of thing. Like they haven't been, they haven't been amazing lately anyway. Maybe they're, they're a decent matchup here, but I think over three games and two of them at home in New York, like you can't, I just don't know how you can sort of, um, you know, it gives me a little concern, but come on, man, the, the Liberty are playing way too good here. I know they've like won most of the last half of the season. Yeah. And, and you, I think the last half of the season as well, they're, I think offensively and defensively, they are statistically the best team. Like they, they have outpaced even the aces who, who have done it all season long. Right. But who've put up almost like record numbers and who are, are metrically, I guess, better than even last season the ages were. But in the second half of this season, the, the Liberty have been playing way better than the, than, than the aces even. And that really tells me something coming into the playoffs as well. Like they are, so. they are doing, they are dominating. I think if you have to, this is, I, I, I would say this, and this could be a wrong prediction, but I think that the, the Liberty go as John Quill Jones goes. If she's playing well, if she's putting up double doubles, if she's if she's if she's getting those like blockouts and putbacks, I think that they will be in great shape. Right? Because Stewie has been a disappearing act from time to time. Usually, it's only like for half. Mm-hmm. But John Quill is kind of the glue. You know, even if they're missing threes, like if she's if she's getting boards, like and if she's getting down, it's it's a uh, I. 
Oof, I'm just nervous about coaching, but you know what? Yep. Well, what's your? Do you have any predictions? Do you? Do you, I know you hate to do predictions, but now it's playoff time, Chris. <laughs> you're gonna have to make some. Uh, you're gonna have to make some bold predictions. Uh, I, I will say it's. I, I, this this matchup is close. I think New York in three. Um, I, I think Mystics either give them a run, or you know the the first game or the second game where they you know everybody's healthy a little bit. Um, and I think she, I think you're right with the Jean Cole Jones. I think the matchup there is with Shakira Austin on the other side is like if she's playing and healthy, she probably can give Jean Cole some some you know troubles on on defensively and on the boards and and those kinds of things and kind of negate her a little bit. And that's without knowing those games in the past, it's probably is what has happened before. Yeah, um, and it's, they could probably match their size and and stuff inside and the kind of stuff you know where aces have always kind of struggled in that department lately. So I don't know, uh, but I, I'll say I'll say they give them a matchup. I, I, it's not going to be they're not going to roll, uh, uh, and I you know they'll win it in three. It's okay, going to be a struggle, so but whatever. That's that's I, fine. I would go ahead and say that it'll be the top four teams in the in the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, I, there's no. I, I mean, Dallas is too good. Dallas is too good. I think Dallas is too good. I don't know if there's a. Yeah, Dallas has two of the best players in the WNBA. They have like a big two, and and I think that that is going to matter. Yeah, like could the Lynx upset the Suns? Maybe. I hope so. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like, what what do we? There's there's no real. Chalk. Yeah, it's pretty chalky, and then I think that's sort of the case with the WNBA for for a few years now, right? Like, unless there's always been that one team where like Chicago was like you know injured with Candace Parker half the season they came in and they were like the lower seeded team and they won, but everyone, but that, huh? No, uh, at least not yet. I don't know. Maybe they're holding out for this first round because they feel like they can with the ace or the sky. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just I think when it comes to playoffs times, I think it's pretty safe to say you know chalk in, in the WNBA. All right, we got chalk in the WNBA. Uh, weirdly, they decided to do like this, like on off, on off, which is fine. But like they keep putting themselves up against the NFL, which I guess they just assume that there is not any crossover. Right, but why you're going Wednesday? Why? Wednesday? Why? why not play Saturday? Right, and then Friday? I just don't. Yeah. I it makes no sense to me. So everybody gets everybody gets three whole days off in between their first and second games. That's stupid. It's just really stupid. The scheduling is, is baffling. Yeah. Like I, I, I get like your, 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 your crowd and stuff isn't the same as like NFL. You're not worrying about that necessarily, but don't even put it on Sundays. You have Saturday. Like it, I know. And they're doing daytime games on Sundays. Like it's like, how much do you really want to fuck yourselves? Yeah. Right. Seriously. Uh, a I mean, lot, I guess. Like Mondays, Saturday. Uh, anyway, I, mean, whole, I don't. I don't write the rules. I'm not the guy. I know, uh, but th- but this speaks to a lot of the issues I think with the with the commissioner and the league doing this kind of bullshit because they even said like before the season they they were going to start doing charter flights for the playoffs, and then all of a sudden it came out like a couple weeks ago that that might not always be the case with some of these teams or something is going on and I didn't get the full story on it but I saw some of the players were calling out and they're like hey you know, Kathy Engelbert or whatever your commissioner, like you're actually, did you lie to us? Like all of a sudden we, they, some of the players realize that they're not flying, um, charters here. Maybe, I you know, mean, so it's like, it's so absurd. like, what, what the fuck are they doing to these women? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And I did see in the, on the positive side, I can't remember what the player is. I think somebody for Chicago got a guaranteed two year deal before the end of the season. Uh, a max contract. I think it was clear. You know, super, you know what the supermax is worth in the WNBA? Like around two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's yeah. yeah. I know. That's your max. <laughs> like, a, like a vice president of a bad, <laughs> a bad company. <laughs> Hopefully that that starts going up in the next couple of years. I mean, but I do like the fact that they are like they're giving supermaxes. They, there's a, there is a there's a confidence in the WNBA mm-hmm. as a thing, and I will say this: like I was listening to a hateless. I know, just go ahead. I listened to Bill Simmons podcast again, <laughs> and uh, they were talking about like how exciting like it, uh, uh, the Las Vegas is right now as a city. Like they've mm-hmm. got the Sphere, they've got Formula One, they've got the Super Bowl, uh, they've got the you know the 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 hockey team, and then and then Simmons goes. And don't they have like a WNBA team too? I can't remember what they're called. And I'm like, it's not cool to be the WNBA hater anymore. Your daughter is in collegiate sports. Like 
And, can you if you don't pretend like you don't know? Like yeah. they're the they're, they're the defending national champions with a with a recent Hall of Fame winner as a coach. Like just it's right. it's not right. it's it's it's. It Especially when looks, he was texting about looks, the, the like, it just looks like women's college like basketball shitty. tournament too. He was all over the women's college basketball all of a sudden. Oh right, right, yeah, that was his whole thing. Right, it's just so. And I'm like, you know, you're totally. you, you know you know that there there is a team. Don't because you're talking to a bro. Right. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, you two is gonna play the sphere. Like, you know that. Like, I whatever. Like, I just, I, I'm sorry. I I just think it's. I don't even think it's like that they're that it's being ignored still i think there's still like a major swath of people when i tell them that i like love the wnba mm-hmm. they think it's a joke mm-hmm. i get that but this is not a person who like is a sports magnate like it just is it's just like it, you're trying to look cool by dismissing an entire right. team right. and league and i, I i'm just, just it, it fucking drives me crazy yeah, i hate it i can't stand it there was there was a comment earlier this week too about something about with like new york sports and like, you know, someone brought up the thing about like, um, uh, you know, probably are the Knicks probably now the best team in, in New York or something right now, blah, 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 some stupid thing. And he, he just got, I don't know. I think he was a sports guy or something. I don't know who the fuck it was. And he was just, uh, you know, basically he's getting shelled by a lot of people going like, are you fucking serious? Like the fucking New York Liberty are crushing it right now. Are selling out Barclays. They're good. Yeah. And, and I, I just go back to this like example. I took my child to a Nets game, a Nets playoff game, and a Liberty regular season game. The Nets playoff game, he slept through. It was so quiet. <laughs> the Liberty game, he was getting scared mm-hmm. every time they scored a three-pointer mm-hmm. because it was, it was so loud. Fucking loud, loud. yeah. That is, you tell me who's running New York sports. How about the, the one fan base that cheers for their team? Mm-hmm. Ain't the Yankees, bro. Nope, that's for sure. Yeah. So anyway, all we right. can sit here on our high horses and be right all we want. <laughs> we'll just be screaming into a void. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Um, speaking of things that annoy you about, like what people say or or sports people say, maybe we've talked about this before, but it is it 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 it's almost like when you hear somebody say like the R word. You know, it's like it's not really bad, but it feels you're like oh, it is kind of don't say that word. you know like you just hear words and you're yep. like that i think we canceled that word yeah but lately i've been hearing a lot of podcast people and i heard it on a on a, one of the nfl games too is when people say uh quick twitch athletes <laughs> didn't we didn't this get canceled with jimmy the greek like <laughs> you can't say quick twitch like uh... the the, I know what you're. They're trying to be like, oh yes, it means like a fast uh, somebody who has like a different kind of like muscle makeup. But it is uh, that's how Jimmy the Greek got himself d- dug into the hole. And I just feel like we don't like it. Shouldn't be out. There. It just makes me. I I I just go like inside every time I hear somebody say quick twitch. I don't. I, I don't think that's. I don't think that associates with Jimmy the Greek at all. And like, and what? Really? I mean, no, no. He. I mean, he was talking about being like you know being. Brad and, 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 and people understood, but he kept saying quick twitch. He kept saying it over and over Jimmy again. The Greek it, did? Yeah. If you, if you can dig up the video, I haven't watched it, but I just remember he kept saying quick twitch and he kept saying it over and over again. He was like, cause that was his whole case was no, that I, I the, see a lot of NFL guys like and like the former, you know, their, their former like scouts or front office guys. And, and like, that's a, it's, I think that's a very scouty thing to, to say. Well, yeah, that's why, like, all these young, like, analytic, like, NFL podcasters say it because it's a word that they think is like inside baseball or right. whatever. But right, exactly. But for me, it it just makes me super uncomfortable. <laughs> I I just makes me so uncomfortable. It's like saying moist. <laughs> yeah, it's like saying moist. I don't know why. That, I don't know why that just disturbs so many people. But <laughs> it's not a great word. It's not, I guess not. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. But <laughs> <laughs> girl, you got that quick twitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. I rewatch it. Rewatch it. Rewatch. Uh, the I don't want to rewatch Jimmy the Greek. I wonder if it's out there. I'm gonna rewatch. I'm sure it, it is somewhere. You, yeah, you let I'm me know. I will. I'll, I'm gonna count the quick twitches. <laughs> If he says it more than five times, I think it's a valid argument. I think you're, I, how many how many times is your eye going to quick twitch hearing him say it? I can't hear it. Uh, um, I, 
I can say this. This is my segue of segues. Um, Bring it. Aikman and Buck are the kings. <laughs> they are the kings. They will, like, and until they die, they are the kings. Okay. I listened to Collinsworth Ugh. just sound idiotic to the point where, like, people, like, my wife was like, what? What is is this? What is this guy just yet? Like every player is the best player he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Every it's all hyperbole. Mm-hmm. He can't say some words. He, and I get it. He's feeling he, like he. I think he feels like he needs to talk more than he actually does because he's got such a drip for a co-anchor or whatever co-host. But that's unbearable. I haven't even heard an Al Michaels call this year. I can only imagine it's maybe just AI at this point. Like the way they use like Madden in like the John Madden football games. Um, Thursday night, what? It wasn't even on Amazon, was it? It was. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. It, 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 but it wasn't Collinsworth Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Collinsworth on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So is Sunday night Al Michaels? No, he does. The th- he remember he does with Kirk Herbstreit. I, I, there was an Amazon, isn't that Thursday? Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> Nerd Gerbgerg. <laughs> Like, I, also, like, why wow. didn't they rectify that? Like, they, they're running those guys back again, too? Like, I, I guess you just gotta, like, lean into it at that point. I, but I, Aikman was just, like, he was a chef's kiss. He was so good. I loved every, like, he was, he was not, he wasn't shying away from any argument. And Buck had a great call towards the end of the game. Like, they just, they're, Aikman's just great. And I know that now everybody loves Aikman again, but, like, he, he's, I, I I had to remind myself that he was a former player. Like he's just become an announcer, like in my mind. Like he he could have never played a game of football in his life. He's just great. I saw that uh, him and Buck are now have have been together longer. I think twenty plus seasons. Uh, they've been together longer than like Summerall Madden has. When you watch, like them, they are the gold standard of longevity of 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 broadcasting partners, which is pretty, they, which is really impressive in itself. When they do this, the single shot where they're like standing awkwardly in front of a camera, they don't look awkward. Yeah. They look like they're just like. Because they've been doing it for so long. And they've also had a little uh, tequila before the show. Yeah. It's a, it, yeah, they're doing, the, they, they're doing the, uh, the, Mar- the Marshawn Lynch, a couple shots of Henny before the yeah. game. That was, uh, I read that a, while, a long time ago that um, Joe Buck started that with Aikman because he was like, listen, let, we're just going to have a little glass of tequila before the, before the, sh- before the game helps loosen us up that's all we have and then we go and i feel like it i feel like it, it after i learned that i feel like i've noticed them being sort of a looser um kind I'll of bunch to, i have to pay more attention at the beginning of the game to see if they like how they because they come up i i don't really like start paying attention i just to don't think they care the anymore to some degree right like they've just sort of done, done this so long that they're just like whatever we've got this but it doesn't feel like it's cruise control. I think you're right. It feels like we got this. Yeah. Like you feel like that game, like yeah, Aaron Rodgers goes down in four, in four plays. Like there's a huge storyline there. They've got weird calls by the coach. They've got like these electric plays. Yeah. Like the, the, when what's his name intercepted the third interception of the game and Buck was right there to be like, he's never had three interceptions in a season. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, he was ready for it. He was, he yeah. was ready for yeah. that. He also, for they that. also have assistants who work behind them who are giving them. Oh, 100%. Right? So, but, like, but it was fluid. It was right, like, right. it, it wasn't oil, the way that Collinsworth machine. would make it seem like, you know. Uh, I'm, if, I don't, if I recall correctly, um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, fuck you. Like, I, 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 I can't. And the fact I, that I, his I, kid is on the, uh, on the pregame show, too. Woof, dude. You know, like, it just, like, they have like 10 guys now for, on the pregame. It's like, you just don't need these many people. Collinsworth should be with Nerb Curb Curb. They'd be better off. Just give me, give me, actually, give me more Maria Taylor. Let, let's have her call some games. <laughs> Why not? Oh, she's, Why not? I think she's incredible, actually. I think she's really great. I don't know enough about her. She's but I'm really good at her job and whatever she does. Uh, and I just, I want less of, I want less of fucking Tony Dungy and Collinsworth and his kid and, and Jason Garrett. Yo, what the hell? That's so weird. And it's like, and then and the, the other guy, what's the, uh, Chris Sims? You know, it's like, it's just yeah. all these like dumbass, you know, white guys who weren't really good ever at any of their jobs. And then they're like, oh, let's just, let's just make sure we give them a shitload of money to be broadcasters here and just be sort of average. Yeah. The backdoor dealings of the, how those guys get deals. I just don't understand how it all it works out. Crazy. I will say this. Uh, Mark Sanchez 
uh, called the Seahawks Rams game. And he, I didn't hate him. I, I think he's, I think he's trying to be good at his job. And I feel like he's getting better at this. And I want him to, he's handsome. I want him. Yeah. To be and good. he's I, like, he could be, he could become like the next Aikman. I think maybe. Great. Uh, and he's, is he, he's, he's probably Latino. Like it would be nice that, you know, sure. Yeah. He's probably Latino. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to make any assumptions. Okay, but. Sure. That's fair enough. But I, I feel like last year, I don't know if it was last year. wasn't his first year. I don't think maybe, maybe a second year. I don't know how long he's been doing, but I remember like every once in a while you'd hear him call a game and be like, Oh, he's, he's actually really good. That's pretty, he's kind of like little Tony, Ro- early Tony Romo esque. But then like the next week you listen in and you're like, Oh God, he sounds awful. And like, so I mean, he's been really hit or miss, but I feel like now maybe he's, you know, he's learned, he's studied maybe himself. He's self-scouted a little bit, maybe like some of these guys don't, they just fucking mail it in every week and they just do the same old shit. But I feel like he's, I feel like he's got a lot of potential to be kind of, uh, to get up there. I would love it. You know, especially like with, with listening to what, what's the Greg Olson guy or whatever. Like, ugh, just, he th- th- he's so fucking smart. Dude. He thinks he's so smart Dude, he's, and he knows everything. He's so gross. He's so gross. He's so incredibly so gross. gross. Yeah. I can't with him. Right. Um, anyway. Well, let's, why don't we roll that right into our, our NFL predictions, unless it's, too, unless it's too early. No, no, no. Let's do it. Speaking of predictions, mm. I'm watching the Monday night game mm-hmm. with uh, my, Mike, the guy I met Mike Borkinoff through, Bill. Uh, we're watching the game, and he's a college guy only. He doesn't care about pro football at all. And he was like, Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, I will bet you that Aaron Rodgers doesn't make it to the end of the game. <laughs> and he was like, what? And then four plays later, he was like, oh, my God. He's, <laughs> he's like, you, I can't believe. How did you know that? It was, I, it was just a feeling. It was a total feeling. It's because it's totally was, scripted. Oh, well, yeah, I was on fire though. I also, you know, I did the, the, I told you I did the September 11th Monday boxes. Oh, Jesus. And I got three and three. <laughs> I won at halftime, but I had misread what the winnings were. Uh, I won a PlayStation 5. Chris. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Much to my wife's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I want. I want a PlayStation Five. I told. I told my homie, and he was like, "Did you? What was this like? Did you have a bet with high school kids?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I had a bet with guys from Bay Ridge who know how to get a PlayStation. Apparently, <laughs> go figure." <laughs> I thought it was five hundred bucks. I didn't realize it was a play. P- I misread what PS Five meant. I thought that was like a halftime. I don't know. Post. Script five. I don't know. It never dawned on me that it was a PlayStation. Yeah, it's worth five hundred bucks. It's worth seven. It was. It I was seven? offered. Somebody offered me seven hundred. I'll probably take the cash. Yeah, take the cash. It's like a tricked out one. So hmm. yeah, I, I got a PlayStation. Sweet. It was a big night. It was a big Monday night game for me because I also got to see the great Zach Wilson. Uh, the, I'm so excited. Great. Go Jets. Great. Go Jets. Yeah. Go everything. Jets. Everything's coming up. Chris on that Monday night game. <laughs> I got Aikman. I got Zach Wilson. I got a PlayStation. And you went nine and seven for week one. I went nine and seven. Yeah. Don't try to dumb you. Thank you. Thank you for dumbing it down. How did you do Chris? Well, I got 11 and five. I'm just saying like you, you also got a winning week. So to add to your, to your spectacularness for the week and you're all, all things, Chris, I was just, yeah. add, you know, adding on there. I mean, I, I, did, I did, I mean, I did better. I got 11 and five, but I think for week one, Usually, uh, I'm not looking at our histories and stuff because I don't really care. But I, usually, I think we, we always kind of maybe struggle a little bit on week one. Week one's tough. Uh, I predicted seven wins for us. Uh, so I feel like we, did, we exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Oh, I far exceeded my expectations as well. So as we get into our weekly spreads picks, yeah. I want to say that this week's picks are brought to you by Electromagnetic Radio. <laughs> The finest radio in all of the radio. <laughs> so if you're tuning in on the podcast, don't forget, you can also check us out on Electromagnetic Radio. Just find it on your local <laughs> internet dials and find, listen to some of the other fine programming that Electromagnetic Radio has to offer. Uh, Chris, just a, a couple of takeaways from week one for me as well. Okay. Um, one, I think... 
we overestimated or forgot that maybe, you know, come week one every season, you just kind of bet the under on every game. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention it, but we didn't. Well, I don't think we, because we, we, we talked about maybe the over on the Detroit Kansas City game, which didn't even come close. Um, and, and I think the other one was, was I, I think my takeaway coming into this whole season now, or for the rest of the season, I should say, coming off of week one, is the matchups are important between the, t- the teams. And I made the mistake of, of thinking Arizona's just so bad that, that they can't cover seven points against Washington Commanders. And this is my example for, the, for, I think, going forward here, is that Washington's not a great team either. And so when yeah. you have two bad teams or you have two really good teams, you take the points, right? Like if there's a, if there's a pretty, even, feels like an even matchup to us, like Vegas and Denver. You know, those kinds of teams. Carolina, Atlanta was sort of the exception to the rule maybe there. Um, although we both, you know, we both gave it three and a half points because we thought they could cover. But it's, I think for the vast majority of these things going through, I, I, you know, unless it's, unless it's sort of a, uh, you know, I don't know, even these games so far, you know, even Jacksonville and Annapolis was, was a pretty close game. So I think even going forward, I, I, I think the safe, maybe the safe thing to say is just sort of take the points. Uh, especially with seven, with seven, it's just crazy. Yeah, I think take the points was the and the was, dogs, the dogs should have known. But yeah, I think the under did was on was only had two losses. Yeah. So if you bet all unders, you would have won everything but two, and I think tied one. Yeah. So that don't bet the games. I'm I'm with that entirely. I think that probably could roll that over into this week. I think yeah. so too. I th- that's that's kind of where I was going with this. Yeah. So. With that being said, week two games. Let's make some more money this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thursday night. Uh, Minnesota on the road, plus seven going into Philly. Minnesota comes off a tough loss to Tampa Bay. Didn't score a lot of points. I don't know Just if that's... proving a, all the pundits correct. I don't know if that's I, an aberration, though. That, 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 the, 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 the offense wasn't... wasn't Something I was worried about with them this season. Philly looks pretty good. I'm going to take this one though, and I'm going to go with your with your theory of take the points, especially early in the season. The underdog, though it's a road dog, and playing in Philly is probably one of the hardest places to play. I like Minnesota. I just want the points. Yeah. just give me the points. I, I'm going to take the points as well. I'm going to take the points as well. Um, I, I feel like Philly looked good early. They gave up a ton of points all of a sudden to, to, to Mac Jones for... I don't, I don't love know. their running game. Yeah, the, I, I think they've got a few holes or weaknesses or whatever that, that I think maybe some teams or, or the public, you're kind of going to start realizing maybe that maybe Philly's not so dominant. You know? you're, a, you're a Seattle guy. Here's my, my thinking. is like I've, I have a feeling by the end of by the midseason... They, their running back will not be running back the committee, and it will be Rashad Penny getting most of the, the carries when mm-hmm. it's not Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised if he isn't injured already. I, I'm surprised if he's that good, he would have probably taken, the, taken that spot already. So that he, he's a great running back. Injury definitely is a big yeah. issue, but like he's, I, he's, I think he's one of the most successful running backs per game in like NFL history. Yeah, I mean, he's been incredible. Uh, if he can't succeed there, then, not, you know, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, moving on to Sunday games. Vegas uh, put up surprisingly well against Denver, scored a lot of po- or a decent amount of points. Uh, they are the, again, road uh, dog, eight, getting eight and a half going into Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, uh, is it Josh Allen won that game for the Jets, yeah. if you're being honest. Yeah. Uh, I... I'm not sure Vegas can have the same kind of luck, but I still like the plus eight and a half. I know it's your pick, but I'm going to go ahead and steal it. And That's take, I'm going to take that road dog again. Yeah. It's a lot of points. Um, I feel like, I feel like Buffalo bounces back at home on this one though. And, and Vegas, like Vegas only put up what? 17 against you Denver. Said, you said a lot of points. I mean, I, they put up more, I, was, I should clarify. They put up more points than I was expecting them to. Not a great Josh Jacobs game. Not a great Josh Jacobs game. Uh, not and a great game. What I ga- saw from I, Buffalo's defense is you can run on them. Yeah, but I think my or I think you know the Jets have a, a you know decent run game. I, I I don't know if Vegas does and their offensive line and the whole thing. I'm 
I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'll go head to head on this one. Uh, I don't feel comfortable about it because it's a, it's a lot of points to sort of give up, but I think, I think this is a bit of a bounce back for Buffalo and, and kind of like a, let's not worry about Buffalo, you know, go the rest of the season kind of thing. Okay. Kansas city minus three as a road favorite going into your Jacksonville Jaguars, Chris. You take this one. Ah, oh, God. Uh, I'm just a default here. I mean, Kansas City looked pretty good, but they lost to Detroit. Uh, so I'm going to take I'm going to take Jacksonville at home with the points. I'm going to go the other direction. This is a over, that's an overreaction. The, the Kansas City lost that game on their own. They lost. They 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 the, the pick six. Sure, that's the entire game. I I, did, I didn't think Detroit was that good. I really don't. Everyone's like Gibbs. It's all it's all working. They love their coach. Jesse the Body Ventura is the best. I, I despise the Lions. I, I despise that team. Uh, and I think that was a bullshit win. And so give me Kansas City. Kansas City is the best team in football. Let's go. Minus three. Come on. Great. Chris Jones is back at the defensive line. That's going to make yeah. a big difference too. All right. Baltimore plus three and a half. Uh, going into Cincinnati. I, I, I want the points on this one. Yeah, me too. Cincinnati stumbles out of the gate. Baltimore looks good from what I can tell. And I, I, I like the road dog here. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm taking all road teams so far. There you go. All right. Let's keep it going. Seattle. I'm I'm, I'm taking Baltimore as well. Seattle plus five and a half in the, into your hated Detroit lions. Uh, Talk to me, dude. Talk to me. Seattle. The sky is falling. The, uh, the Seahawks are, are, are dying and falling out of the air. Uh, this is bad, Chris. This is all bad. Uh, they lost their two starting tackles. Uh, they just signed Jason Peters, who's a 41-year-old offensive tackle, um, uh, who has been playing longer than I think most of the team has been born or something like that, some stupid thing. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Seattle always start- I said it last week against the Rams. I picked, I picked the Rams because Seattle starts slow. They do the same thing. It's like they never fucking learn. They do the same thing over and over again to start the season even though that's never worked for years and they keep going like, well, it's going to work this time until halfway through the season. Then they're like, oh, maybe we should make some changes and, and try to adapt. Give me Detroit minus five at home. I'm not going to go against you anymore. So uh, <laughs> just give me Detroit. Cause I, I last week I went against my Rams yeah, and right. I didn't listen to your advice and I'm listening to it now. Okay. Uh, Chargers minus three in Tennessee, Tennessee. Um, this one's tough, is, man. Is Tennessee bad? They're not bad. They're just not great. Um, and I'm surprised this isn't more. To be honest with you, I think. I think so too. I think the Chargers are kind of like a. The Chargers are always on the road. Minus three feels like a little bit of disrespect for a team that has a pretty good offense with Donald Parham leading the charge. <laughs> uh, so. Yep, still I'm still on. I mean, good for him, man. Yeah. Good for good for Parham. Let's go. Let's go Chargers. The only thing on that makes one. me nervous is it's a home dog with with I think Tennessee has a decent defense and and maybe maybe no fuck it. Let's go Chargers. Maybe better coaching. Yeah, maybe. All right, Green Bay minus 2 as the road favorite in Atlanta. Uh Green Bay looked pretty good. Jordan Love, he's the second coming. Uh Atlanta didn't look terrible either, actually. 24 points. Their offense, I think their offense is atrocious, though, maybe. Atlanta Bijan seems to be good. Bijan looks great. And I think he might have been the only reason why they, they I mean, they, they offensively, why they won that game. I would like to watch this game just because I, I don't know much about Love and Ritter as they are right now. Be, I think this would be a fun watch. This is probably my, my early game of the week. Yeah. I think also. I, I'm, I, I, this is one of those games where I go back, maybe even the Chargers game before, you know, Seattle too. It's like, if you take the points, these are kind of maybe close teams. Um, but I feel like Green Bay is probably way better than Atlanta. All right, you're taking Green Bay. Um, I'm going to take the home dog here yeah. go against my last pick, but gotcha. I just, this is how, how my gut's done. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chicago. Gut pick. Chicago plus three on the road in Tampa. Tampa's a favorite. Yeah, Tampa's a favorite. Although Chicago looked absolutely atrocious. Really? They looked bad. Uh, offensively, defensively, they were just a mess. They, like, whatever people thought was going to happen with Chicago, including myself, like, they uh, just complete opposite. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I feel like week one is also, you know, a lot of times it's just, it's, you know, you don't get the full, 
picture of teams or they have bad weeks, they start slow, unorganized, whatever it is. There's a little bit of chaos in week one. I'm going to just, I'm going to just take the points here, even though Tampa's maybe a little better than we're expecting them to be. I'm going to take Tampa um, just to go against you. And because I'm now afraid of Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a good way to say it. Indy minus one against Houston. Who's even on these teams? Uh, Indy, you know what? I watched that Indy Jacksonville game. Yeah, I was I was I was actually impressed. How's the quarterback? He actually he did pretty well. He did better uh, than I thought he would. I you know considering whatever talent they have on that team and offensively, he did some nice things. He also did some shitty things. He's going to struggle. He's very exciting to watch though. He's electric. Uh, he's he's but I think there's they've they've got something there potentially. But one I, like I don't know how you bet one point. Houston? I know. I like Houston. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm a Houston guy. I think so too. I, I like them this season. Yeah. I, I think they're going to start clicking like as the season goes on. I really, I really think this will be like a five or six win team that they're, like is, is pointed in the right direction. Their defense looked, look good. And like, and, and I mean, I was going to say legit, but I don't mean legit, like one of the best defenses in the league, but D'Amico Ryan's as the head coach has got, he's going to get that defense going. And it already did against Baltimore. They hung on, I think as long as they could. And that defense kept them in that game. Bet the shit out of this under. I think, yeah, right? And I think I think both of these, that, you know, Indianapolis keeping it close against Jacksonville and Houston eventually getting blown out in the end against Baltimore is sort of maybe is, 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 is contributing to this overreaction of only giving Houston as a, as a one-point home dog here. I think, I, think, I, I think that's a misnomer. Agreed. All right, late afternoon game, San Francisco minus five and a half going into LA against your Rams. I, I, I would, I'll take it. Uh, San Francisco clearly is good. Mm-hmm. They beat the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the game. I have a feeling it was very bad. I think Purdy is doing just exactly what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable now. He's a, he's, he's playing, uh, he's playing well, but Stafford is proving that he can like win with any receiver. He might be a legitimate good quarterback. And I like the home dog. I'm a, I'm a Rams guy. It's a lot of points. I always have been. It's a lot of points. And if they can ground and pound at home, even though there'll be a lot of Frisco fans there, I think that the, I, I, it's, a, it's too many points for me to pass up. All right. This, uh, this is going back uh, to the, the Seattle matchup against the Rams. Is Seattle made the Rams look incredible. Like... Like he, it was two uh, first-year wide receivers that looked like all pros against Seattle. Like it, it, it did, and and I, I, I said that going into last week. The Rams always play Seattle tough. For whatever reason, Seattle can't figure out how to stop the Rams' offense. They, they just, they look the whole off. I, I think there's an overreaction here. I, at, seven, at seven and a half points, I don't think the Rams are as good as they looked against Seattle. I want to, I want San Francisco. I take it back. <laughs> I know it's at home. It's a lot, it's a lot of points. My hand, my hand never left the pawn. I'm putting him back. Okay. The Rams defense looked way, like, really good. They've got a lot of young players on there. I, 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 I don't think it's a stretch to say that they, they're not going to look that good against San Francisco. And San Francisco looked legit. And I, would, I didn't think their defense was going to be that good against, against Pittsburgh. I, I don't know. I, I think San Francisco kind of runs them on this one. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'll take that chance. Giants, minus five and a half. In Arizona. What do you see? The Giants, I watched, and they looked sad. Yeah. Um, really sad. <laughs> like, really, really sad. I, I thank you, Daniel Dimes, for being the worst quarterback. So Kenny Pickett get a little, like, <laughs> he at least threw touchdown. Uh, I, dude, what is Oof. this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I. Uh, last week I didn't give Arizona enough credit. I don't know how to, I don't, I literally don't know how to evaluate them or, 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 or sort of play them like five and a half points seems to be a lot. I don't know if the giants just look bad against a really great Dallas team. I, I, I don't think Arizona has anything offensively or defensively. I just, but I, 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 I'm having a hard time not taking the five and a half points. I think that I'd take the five and a half too. I think they'll lose, which is why I have the giants in my survivor pool or whatever they're called mm-hmm. now. Knockout pool, whatever quick twitch pool. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the commander snuck by last week and got me a dub. 
I'm going to go with the Giants on the road, even though I think they could lose. I no, I, I want Arizona. The, I uh, like the Giants on the, in the quick twitch poll. I want Arizona okay. with the Great. points. Yeah, I mean, I, I could also see the Giants just beating them like by 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 ten or more on this game because it's just sort of a rebound game here. I'm a little worried that this is feels a little a little like overreaction with the Giants being that bad. Yeah. Uh, Jets plus nine on the road in Dallas. Uh. The Jets aren't good. Defensively, they, like, they, they, uh, you know, I think what they was an interception return for a touchdown and a, and a special teams play that, like, got them their... Yeah, they don't have a great old line. And Zach Wilson is, is pretty... I, I don't know how he's going to do against the Dallas defense. Not Nine really. feels like a ton, though. Yeah. But on the road, this, I think this is a get Zach Wilson out of, out of town game. Like, this is like, okay, Jacoby Brissett, where are you up to? Give me the Dallas Cowboys, the team I, I completely misjudged. The, my, big, my big miss of the season. I was, even gonna, I was even going like, all right, what did Dallas do in this game score? How they score their points? They, they had two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, they just right, but they had a lot of sacks though, and so like that's even even if you discount the two defensive touchdowns, they still put up what thirty four. I just don't see how Dallas or the Jets will score any points. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that too. Um, It's nine points though. Oof. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to go Dallas, I guess. All right, Washington plus three and a half in Denver. Denver's bad. Washington's bad. Yeah. Who do you like? Take the points. There you go. And the under, it's, even though it's 38 and a half, that's, I mean, that's I, not a lot I, of points. Why not? Yeah. All right. Sunday night, Miami, minus two and a half. This is the battle of your two favorite teams, Chris. This is my game of the week. This is your game of the week. Miami, minus two. That's why it's Sunday night football. Miami, minus two and a half as the road favorite in New England. That's disrespect. To who? Miami? Miami. They're the best offensive football. Yeah. Sorry, New England. I mean, I really like want you to be, you lost last week. Like, this is an easy one to me. Yeah. This is lockish. How is, and Miami's played New England really well the last couple of years, too, I think, right? And and even one in, 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 up in uh, Massachusetts there, I think. Like, I, I don't understand how New England's only getting two and a half points in this. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Monday night, we got the fucking double header Monday night games. I don't, why are they doing this on week two and not week one? I don't know. This seems Carolina. so weird. Uh, but anyway, the first one on the night, and then they're also like an hour apart. So now, so you're you're basically taking viewership away from one to the other two. Like I don't understand the reasoning behind all this. It's stupid. It's, it just seems stupid. Just how many Carrie Underwood songs can I get here? Oh hear? God, it's just not enough. Obviously, New Orleans minus three and a half in Carolina. Yep. I, I guess uh, neither of these teams look great. I guess just give me the three and a half points, Carolina. I'm going to take New Orleans. Okay. I, Olave's good. I think the car is good enough. I think that New Orleans can win on the road. All right. I can't argue with that. Probably by three, but, you yeah. know, I'll take yeah, my I, 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 Honestly, this might feel like the same thing with, the, with Carolina losing to Atlanta last week where they keep it close for the first half or three quarters, and then they kind of just... They just don't have enough in the end. CJ uh, or you know Bryce Young, the, the quarterback for Carolina, looked pretty good. I watched him. I watched. I watched all the rookie quarterbacks. They all looked like pretty decent guys, like capable guys. They, they're just going to take some time, I think, to learn. Finishing this off, Cleveland minus two as the road favorite going into Pittsburgh. This is a this is a Cleveland trounce. Cleveland will win this game by twenty seven points. How? Cleveland has Pittsburgh's number. They're clearly a better team right now. I don't know what's going on with Pittsburgh. I didn't watch the game, but I feel like two is not enough. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, when I went with Pittsburgh in the points last week, Cleveland's defense looks absolutely dominating. Uh, I'm going to follow your lead. I'll, I'll, I'll take Cleveland. Great. So we went against each other here and there, but pretty close to like the same thing. So good. best of luck to you. But, uh, last week, uh, last year I was seven and nine. I think I had two seven and nines in a row. So hopefully I can do better than last year. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> uh, that's it, right? That's it. That's all I got. That's the show. Uh, thanks, everybody. I'll be back in the regular studio next week. Thanks for putting up with the terrible sound. And Chris, thanks for putting up with me in general. Uh, always my pleasure. All right, okay, peace.
Bye. <laughs>